Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 502 Podcast. I am Jordan Hay and I'm your host. Here we are, episode one. This is where it all starts. Um, For those that haven't listened to the introduction to the podcast, please go and do that. Just let you know what this is all about. So this episode was recorded on the 11th of November uh, 2018, um, which the astute of you will know is Remember It Sunday. Uh, Today is actually the centenary of the ending of uh, World War One, and I spent today with my grandparents and my parents uh, down in Felixstowe at the Remembrance Service. Um, my grandfather, who is the guest on today's podcast, um, was in the army for uh, his younger years, for nine years, uh, which we talk about quite a lot in the podcast. Um, the audio quality on this podcast is uh, I would say meh. Um, I filmed it, uh, I recorded downstairs um, and the t- TV was on, so there's a bit of background noise going on, but you can hear me and you can hear the lovely vocal tones of my grandfather, uh, who incidentally is called Peter Warren. Um, it gets quite heavy, um, sort of three quarters of the way through. Um, we both uh, get a bit um, teary, a bit upset, so there is a cut there, but it's fine because there'll be a nice musical interlude to lead into the next bit. But um, yeah, I'm, I I think this is a good one, and I think you guys would enjoy listening to it. Uh, I will be back at the end of the podcast to say goodbye and tell you to follow me. Enjoy! granddad I call him grandy um and we're just gonna have a, a chat really it's all right isn't it yep I'm looking forward to it Jordan good um so today is remembrance Sunday it's actually the centenary of the uh the ending of world war one so I thought we could start off talking about what remembrance Sunday means to you it means um friends that I lost when I was in the army yeah um through either accidents or by enemy fire. Yeah. Because I was in Borneo, I was in Cyprus. Um, I lost a couple of friends. Yeah. But mainly my friends I lost were unfortunately through accidents. Yeah. Um, I.e. one, when we was in Borneo, we were going on R and R. He was in a three-tonner truck and they got a bit too close to the side of the road. It chipped and he went to jump out, realising that he was jumping out the wrong side of the wagon. Yeah. And it fell on and killed him. Another one was using his rifle as a walking stick and bumped it down, shot him straight through the brain. Yeah. So they were the only people that I lost friends yeah due to accidents rather than enemy gunfire. yeah 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 it's, it's it was lovely we went to Felixstowe um you marched would you like to tell tell people your um regiment you served in I served in the third battalion of the Royal Green Jackets 
but I started off in the Rife Brigade, yeah. which is commonly known as the Black Mafia. <laughs> um, I can't understand why, but I actually saw it last week on YouTube. I was playing mass bands yeah. at my regiment, and it came up, the Black Mafia. <laughs> and I think it's because we, we wore dark uniforms. Yeah. And that was the, the score of the Black Mafia. Yeah. I, I served nine years and enjoyed, enjoyed it immensely. Yeah, yeah. Because we were saying it because we went for a drink before the, um, before the service and you were saying that it was by far your favourite favorite job that you've done. Yeah, I, I had a, someone asked me, I think it must have been about two years ago, and said to me, if out of all the jobs that you've done in your life, if, and you had to pick one to do for the complete of your life, what would you do? And I said the army because it yeah. was so variation. Yeah. Um, you didn't know what you were doing from one day to the next, and you didn't know if you were going to get nicked by the sergeant major or not. <laughs> but we, you had good times and you had bad times. But yeah. The ba good times outweighed the bad times. Yeah, yeah, time. yeah. Because as, as I said earlier, that I great fan of the show Bad Lads Army and sort of gave me an insight to what army life was like in sort of the 40s that's what the, the show was yeah. about but um, you were saying how it's not actually too dissimilar for when you were in the army oh, I, I joined in 1963 in January yeah which was a flipping cold month <laughs> um, so and we were in Bushfield Camp Winchester which was a spider I it was a uh, Huts, yeah, out on a spider. Um, and we joined there, and you had to march up a hill, go down to the stores, get all your clothing, and they'd say, Right, get them shoes off, put these boots on, no laces, yeah. And you had a kit bag, and you'd throw all your stuff in the kit bag, and then you had to march back up this hill, yeah, in boots with studs, yeah, no laces, yeah, and get to the top. And you were taking one step forward, two steps back, because it was so icy. <laughs> but, wonderful time. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I joined up with a friend who I'm still friendly with today. Yeah. Um, and old, old Mick, we, we had a boot inspection for best boots. And our corporal came in and he said, right, Byrne, where's your boots? And Mick got his out and he put them on the end of his bed. And he said, yes, now where's your best boots? And he picked them up, opened the window and threw them out. <laughs> but because of the closeness of the platoon, we all got together. We dagged his boots up that night, yeah. ready for the following morning's inspection. Yeah. And that was it. That was all part, part of what it was like. Was yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. 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 As a child in the late 40s and the 50s. I'll go with the 50s. 50s. Um, I was born in 1945. Yeah. I had, I'm fortunate that my, my mother had TV, so I was out in a foster home. Yeah. So I went to a foster home up in a little village in Norfolk called Limpenhoe. Mm -hmm. I had some lovely times up there. I had some bad times up there. 
for the coronation of the Queen. Fifty-three, maybe it is. Um, my sister, beloved, we were having a game of some sort, and the ball went in into the stream. And she said, "Will you lean over and get it, and I'll hold you." And she let me go. <laughs> and I got a good idea for that. Yeah. But that was part and part. That was what it was like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I stayed with my 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 yes, my older sister for all the time that I was there. And then when we came out, I went back to London, and of course I then spoke very Norwegified. Yeah. And people didn't sort of take. I got a few good islands. Yeah, because they didn't think you were from round there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And then, so, so I, I then went on, done my schooling and that. I came out of school and I, I thought, right, what am I going to do? And my first job was I worked for the Daily Mirror. Yeah. As a messenger boy. I didn't get to on too well with that. No. So I, I, I left that. And at 17 and a half, I joined the army. That was in 1963. Yeah, so what, what led you to join the army? Was it interest or couldn't think what you wanted to do so thought you'd give it a go or...? It was that I couldn't see any... I, I'd left home. Yeah. So I thought, well, if I join the army, I've got somewhere to live. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's true. I get paid. Yeah. Um, the money wasn't all that... I'll say the money wasn't all that good. It, it was. I mean, I, I joined up and my, my friend, I'll speak to him about, about him later on, Mick Byrne. And I said to Mick, I said, Mick, I said, how much are you getting paid? He said, £9 a week. I said, I'm only getting six. I said, how long are you doing? He said, nine years. I said, I think I'll go down the path. I said, all the way to nine years. I said, and that's what I did. Yeah. I then served for nine years. Wonderful. I went, I won't say all over the world, I went some t to some lovely places. Yeah, yeah. And Hong Kong, Malaya, Borneo, Cyprus, Germany. Yeah. So what what would be your what was your favourite place to to be and stay in? The trouble was, as me and your mother, uh, your grandmother, as I said, is that went to these lovely places, but never ever went round anywhere. Yeah. You know, I was stationed there, went to the local town for a few beers. Yeah, yeah. but you were working, weren't you? So. No, never never took advantage of the places yeah. that I was at. Yeah. Yeah, I, only one time I did was when I was on United Nations, and I went from where I was, which was Paphos, hired a car and drove right up to the Panhandle, yeah. which is on the Turkish side of the border now. Yeah. And lovely lovely time but, but Germany I never did did a much of no never went anywhere no uh, Hong Kong didn't go anywhere the, the only thing we did there was we used to get the rickshaws yeah and say to the Chinese bloke right you get in the back and we'd pull well, them you'll along you'll go around yeah and, and get caught in the rail tracks in the tram lines yeah and they used to go mad. <laughs> but that was that was army life. Yeah, that's what it was like. Yeah. yeah. So what what would be your favourite memory or story from the army? One of the ones was I had a chap called Punchy Mitchell. 
Yeah. And Punchy was down to earth. He'd gone up and down through the ranks. He'd gone from a rifleman to corporal, to lance corporal, to corporal, to sergeant even. Yeah. And been busted down. When we was in Borneo, we had four days R&R. So, Punchy, being a drinker, yeah. thought that's four days drink, and I would drink for four days, <laughs> and he did. And when we were going back to our camp on, Punchy, they said, right, let's put him, put him on the ration truck. You know, he's out of the way there. Yeah. And as we were driving back through the camp on, Punchy saw this chap dressed in white from head to foot. Yeah. Hat a lot. And Punchy thought, oh, flipping pot, and got a tray of eggs and threw them at him. <laughs> and this poor bloke was covered in eggs, yolks and everything. Yeah. But this story had got back to the camp before Punchy did. Yeah. So as soon as he got back, he was arrested because it was the high commissioner's driver. Not a good person to annoy. Not a good person to do that to. So he got nicked and he went up on orders and the colonel said, right, Mitchell, do you accept my award? He said, yes, sir. He said, right, 28 days. And Punchy just dropped to his knees and looked under the desk. The RSM was going up to do you berserk. Mitchell, get up, get up. He said, what are you looking under the table for? He said, justice, because there's bugger all coming over the top. <laughs> and that was one story of Mitchell. Yeah. And I heard the other story of when he was at Bushfield Camp. Again, raw recruits happened to do guard duty, were going around. Yeah. Mitchell, being a corporal, came in through the back fence. And one of these boys see him and said, Halt! And he never, and he hit him and knocked all his teeth out. <laughs> Punchy never forgave him for that. Well, it would be quite difficult to forgive someone yeah. for that, wouldn't it? Uh, so, moving on. So, obviously, you've visited quite a few places when you're in the army, but you've been yeah. on holidays and stuff as well. So, where would be the favourite? Where's your favourite place to? Hong Kong. To go, yeah. Hong Kong was lo absolutely lovely. Um, although we didn't do a lot there, I can remember that I was stationed up in New Territories. And if we went out, we used to have to go past a tanning. And that stunk like hell. Yeah. And if every. If anyone got drunk and fell in, you knew it. Yeah. Because he'd come back and he'd stink like hell. But that was where we lived our life of luxury, that we had a young Chinese man would come in, would clean the billet up for us. Oh, really? At a shilling each. We all, paid him, we all paid him a, a dollar each. Yeah. Which was one of problems in them days. Yeah. So he was earning quite a bit of money. There was eight of us in a room. So he was earning over eight dollars. Yeah. And then you would get your uniform and send it to the cleaners. Cost you about a dollar again. Yeah. You know, have it all pressed up. The lot. Yeah. Um, and then, like the rickshaws in in uh, Hong Kong, they had also in the new territories they had bikes with. Just a seat on the back. Oh, yeah. So we say, you get on the back and we'd ride. Yeah. 
and that was another experience from a poor Chinese guy. Just some some different, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So um, you've also you've also got obviously family in Australia, so you've been to Australia as well. Yes. What, was, what was your opinion on when you went to Australia? Australia, I thought was a very very clean country. Yeah. Lovely, absolutely gorgeous. Um, we spent a month there just after I'd had my heart surgery and it was such an enjoyable time. Mm. I went with the intention of that I've got family out there, I mean I've got two brothers and a sister out there, but we went with the intention that we were going to have a holiday not to be with our families dominated, if yeah. you know what I mean. See the, fam see see the family, family but experience the country, yeah. yeah. Luckily enough we had friends who'd immigrated over there as well. Yeah. From the army. Yeah. So more in Ireland, we, we stayed with them and we went everywhere. We went down to um, Denmark. Yeah. And Alan had booked us into this um, place which had got log cabins and everything. Yeah. And he said, this is our log cabin. I walked in and that could sleep 20 in there. There was just four of us. <laughs> Nice amount of space then. Yeah, they had an old mine, mm. sea mine, as a fire. Yeah. We started up the day we got in there, that was still a light when we left. Christ, that's all right then, isn't it? But lovely place. Yeah. Um, tingle trees, which are very, very tall. And also, the roots come out and you can drive a car through them. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you, you go for a, a walk up on these tingle trees. You go 40 metres up in, up in the God, air yeah, on, on a walkway, yeah. like the way around. So it's like uh, flown sort of like bridges and stuff yeah. around the trees. Yes. Yeah. And dear old Alan used to shake the... <laughs> I said I'd, I'd kill him if he didn't stop it. But yeah, that was just a lovely place to go. Yeah, yeah. Because I've, I've been uh, around Europe, but I've never been... Sort of, I've never been to Australia, and I think like Hong Kong and like um, Asian culture, mm -hmm. it intrigues me because it's so different to ours. It is. So I think that that definitely be a place I'd like to go, the China or Japan, places like that that are so different. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, just a completely different experience to what you've known. So if you go to Europe, <coughs> things are a bit different, but it's predominantly quite similar to the way things are back here. Yeah. That's so right. I think going, yeah, going to places like that. So see, Bethany's going. To Asia yeah. next year, and um, I think that's going to be brilliant for her to really experience all those different countries and cultures. Yeah. It, it, it's as you say, it's a, a different experience whatsoever. Um, it's like Germany. Now we've got a baby buried in Germany. Yeah, in Hanover's military cemetery, and this is the part of being in the military is that the cemetery is pristine. Yeah. It's kept way up to date, clean, tidy, and every, we've been back five times, I think, and every time we've gone back, it's as if it's the first time we went back. Yeah, yeah. Because things change, obviously. Um, like the, they have a book at the front gate which told you exactly where your child was buried. Yeah. And the little chapel was no bigger than someone's front room. Yeah. Know? 
and the old padre carried the coffin in under his arms. Yeah. Very poignant moment. But it felt, we, I think we felt happiness that we knew where he was, we knew that it was being looked after. Mm. I thought it would be fun if we did like a little music section, as that's what I'm into. I don't see I know you don't see I'm not gonna. I'm not going <laughs> to bestow that upon the listeners, having your voice. So I've just got through it, so I want to know your favourite song, your favourite artist and your favourite sort of musical era. Right, favourite song was... <laughs> there you go. For those that didn't hear that, we're, we're recording this in um, the front room, so um, my nana and my parents are in the room as well. And she just whispered um, their song to him, which is uh, Something Stupid by Frank um, and Nancy Sinatra. Which it should be, really, shouldn't it? I it mean, was. It, it, it was. Because I said to her, what song reminds you of me? Yeah. She said, something stupid. <laughs> uh, and that was it. Because when we got married, I then flitted off to Germany and left her at home. As you'd expect. So, <laughs> six weeks... She cried like mad to be with me and then didn't want to leave her mum when she, <laughs> when she came to me. But we, 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 I think we had some good times, didn't we, dear? Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You'd hope so. If you've yeah. been together long enough, you should have some good times under your belt. Yeah, a few years. Yeah. So your favourite artist then? Would that be Frank Sinatra as well? or? No, my favourite artist at one time was Gene Pitney. Yeah? Yeah, um, I just loved, liked his voice, mm. and that's going back way, way, way back. Yeah, yeah. Because I try, I try and keep up. Well, keep up, but I try and listen to older stuff as well. I listen to sort of Johnny Cash and the Animals. And so I know you, yeah. you're a fan of the Animals when you're in the army. Yeah, we well, we 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 had them out in Borneo. They came out and did a show for us. Oh, really? Yeah, and their song was "We Got to Get Out of This Place," <laughs> which I'm sure you agree yeah. with. <laughs> So, also favourite musical era, I assume it would be from when you were younger, because music today is very different from when you were yeah. younger, isn't it? I would say the late 50s, early 60s. Yeah. Johnny Ray, um, Matt Monroe, and people like these who sung lovely ballads. Yeah. Although Johnny Ray was a really... Soul singer, really. Yeah. Uh, he could make you cry. I mean, my, my eldest sister was in love with the bloke. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone, everyone has at least one, one of their favourite songs is probably the Beatles. I think that yeah. they changed so much for music as well. Like, coming from like what I learn and stuff yeah. like that from my point of view, um, for what I do with it comes to recording music and stuff like that, they made what they did way back then makes recording now so much easier. They changed yeah. everything about the process. Um, when when they first started, when they went into the studio um, with George Martin, the the um, like studio engineers were all in lab coats. It was very like scientific and technical. Yeah. Whereas nowadays you go in the studio, everyone's in jeans and beanies <laughs> and all that yeah. sort of thing. And they, they really revolutionised. Them, them and the Beach Boys really changed the way that music yeah. is done, even when it comes to sort of... Um, obviously, they they were recording to tape, but they 
were bringing in so many different instruments and recording over yeah. stuff and doing dubbing and stuff like that because before then most of the stuff was recorded live with sort of four mics <coughs> in the room kind of thing another I just thought another uh, person I liked was John Denver yeah used to love his music yeah Mum, mum's told me of her memory of uh, Calypso being played yeah yeah when she was younger and that's uh, a good memory So we're going now to, to where where have you lived? Because obviously we know you've lived in, in the countries you've mentioned before, but you, I know you've also lived at a few places around in the UK as well, haven't you? Right, I, I lived in the, the Isle of Dogs. Yeah. Which is London, which is the U-bend on um, the River Thames. Yeah. Um, we used to go over to Catasark, which was a bullet um, of Greenwich. Yeah. So that was all round there. I then, where else have I lived? I lived in Luton mm -hmm. for a while. From Luton, I went back to London and lived in Limehouse. And that was from Limehouse, I joined the army. Yeah. And when I came out, I then came to Phoenixstone, which was my courting days then. Yeah, that's where you met the old woman. Where I met your nana. <laughs> and we, we had met and married within six months. Yeah, that seems... Uh, but it was a love at first sight. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But that was because you were um, being deployed, wasn't it? Yeah, so I was going to uh, Germany. Yeah. But we've now been married 51 years. Yeah, so it works for some people, doesn't it? Yeah. Definitely. And so then from Felix, though, obviously you went to Germany. And when you came, when you came back, um, while you were being de deployed to all these <coughs> different places, was it Felix, though, that you'd always come back to? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we'd come back to Monk's home because that's where Nana's parents lived. Yeah. So we'd go there. Um, very rarely went up to London because it was too, I'm going to say, it, cosmopolitan. <laughs> that was the word, I, right word I should use. Um, and I didn't know the area. Yeah. Whereas. You're more I know comfortable. Fe I know Felix, so in Ipswich. Yeah. More comfortable. Yeah. So it, it was a place where I was going to settled down when I came out of the army, mm. which is what I did. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this one, this one is a, uh, you better answer it, answer it properly and don't embarrass me too much. What's your favorite memory of me? Favorite memory of you is being beside me on Armistice Day every year for the past five years mm. and it's been such a proud moment for me i don't think i can top that so if you could have this is just like favorite meal but if you could have like design your last meal what would it be Yeah, a good roast dinner 
with pork and beef. Mixed meat. Or, as Nan was just saying there, which we had yesterday, a nice stew and dumplings. Yeah. That's the first time I had that was at yours, I think. Like stew and dumplings? Yeah. Yeah, mum don't do dumplings. Yeah. It's a nice meal. So, final question. What do you want your lasting impression to be on the world? I think peace. To be quite honest, peace. Um, no knife culture. No guns. You don't need it. Verbal is the way to, to go forward. Not using weapons. And that's, that's my lasting what I would like to last. And I'm back. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you enjoyed that one. Um, it was a, an emotional one um, at parts, but it was an interesting one and I really enjoyed it. Um, if you did too, you can feel free to leave comments on the Facebook page, which is 502 Podcast. Um, if you search that, you'll find it. The logo is the same as it is everywhere else. Um, you can also leave comments on the SoundCloud, which you can find through the um, Facebook but if not just search the 502 podcast and you'll find it um, if you have an Apple device this is on the podcast app so if you're listening to it on SoundCloud but you've got an Apple device please subscribe to the podcast that'd be great uh, you'll automatically um, be updated with all the new podcasts when they come out and keep an eye out on YouTube as well um, it'll maybe take a couple more days before this comes out on YouTube but um, it'd be great if you could give that a watch also big thanks to Jacob Fremantle uh, for doing the YouTube videos for me I really appreciate that um, yeah I really enjoyed this please uh, follow the socials and I'll see you in the next one